Welcome to the Truth Must Be Told podcast. Thank you for joining us today as we share the good news of Jesus in this uncertain world. If you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, please reach out to me at thetruthmustbetold93 at gmail.com. Now, if you've missed any episodes, you can go to anchor.fm and look for me, Sal Passos. While you're there, hit the support button and help this podcast to continue. For those of you on YouTube, don't forget to hit the thumbs up button and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of these exciting shows. Thank you once again for your support, and I'll be seeing you soon on The Truth Must Be Told. What sort of difficulties are you facing today? We could all be better off if we could. You fill in the blank. We'll discuss it today on The Truth Must Be Told. So stand by. He's just ignorant. He doesn't know any better than to tell the truth. It's the truth. I just want to report the truth. It'd be a nice change of pace. When in doubt, tell the truth. And when I try to tell the truth, they kick me off the air. You can't handle the truth. And now, speaking the truth, even though it hurts, here's the host of The Truth Must Be Told, Sal Passos. Yes, hello, hello. And uh, we'll be discussing difficulties today on The Truth Must Be Told. All right. Yeah, gloom, despair, and agony on me. That's the way it goes. All right. So uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Al Passos. I'm here in an undisclosed location talking to you through this miracle of the internet. But, <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, it's great. Um, it's, uh, it's been an interesting week this week on Tuesday. Uh, we had a tremendous uh, storm fly through here. Uh, thunderstorms, heavy rains, et cetera, et cetera. Usually when that happens, we lose power for a while. And uh, it was coming through right around the time I was going to record for the podcast. So I quickly posted a repeat show and went to hide. No, no, I'm just joking. No, we were just being prepared in case something happened. But praise the Lord, nothing did. I hope that you had a fine week this week and uh, you're looking forward to the rest of your weekend. It's uh, sunny and warm in uh, Alabama right now. I think it's like 75 degrees in my office and it's only like 70 outside. So it's a little warmer in here. But um, it's, 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 it's a pretty good week, so I'm just looking forward to the rest of the weekend, and I'm glad I was able to uh, spend this Saturday night with you. Um, all right, so uh, good news. We have scheduled an interview with Karima to talk about her new book. Uh, the new book is called Get Him, uh, Get Him and Keep Him, Biblically Inspired Wisdom for Wives and Wives-to-Be. Uh, I've got the uh, first chapter here, and uh, in, uh, don't don't forget to tune in for that. It will definitely be either April second or April fifth, one of those two uh, days when I will uh, post it. Uh, but definitely uh, stay tuned and and keep keep in mind. Um, uh, this is a, Karima is a tremendous lady. I've had her on here before, and you can go back and listen to the interview. I believe it was episode one twenty. You could definitely go back and check that out. But uh, <clears throat> definitely, we're going to go. We're we're going to talk to her. Um, so I'm looking forward to ha- to interviewing her and having her back on the program. And uh, I think she, I think you will really enjoy uh, this time with Karima. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, she is a Muslim lady that converted to Christianity. So <clears throat> uh, you're going to really enjoy uh, this uh, that program. All right, <clears throat> it's been a trying time for me and Lori. 
Difficulties are, re- difficulties are rearing their ugly head more often than not, and it is taking its toll. So I appreciate your prayers and support during this time. Difficulties, they are annoying. In life, we're going to have difficulties. Uh, some are worse than others, but they all take their toll. They take their toll on you emotionally, physically, spiritually. They're just uh, There's just a lot of things that t- tend to weigh in. Uh, now, you know, in, in putting this show together, I had um, I started doing a little more research on difficult times. And, you know, I don't think it's right to tell others, <clears throat> to tell someone. You go to someone who's saying, oh, I'm, I'm going through this really difficult time. And, you know, and say, oh, well, others have um, it worse than you. In essence, you're telling that person to shut up. Now, I don't think that we are doing this on purpose. I think that uh, when we tend to hear someone else's problems, uh, we don't have a solution, and we're doing our best to console the person during that difficulty. Uh, people say, people saying, uh, I wish there was something that I could, excuse me, you know, you know how it is. Someone says, uh, oh, okay, I'm having, a, I'm having a difficult time here. Oh, well, yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, the people in Africa, they don't, they have it worse and there are people starving and there are children starving all over the world. I I really don't think that's the right thing to say. It does not come at a time, at an appreciated time. It's just, it's not needed. Uh, But I think perhaps saying, I wish there was something that I could say that would help you get through this, but I'm here and you could talk to me. Just be an open listening ear for someone who is having a difficult time. I think that would be the better answer. Now listen, I'm guilty of this myself. Uh, Lori and I are going through, like I said, some extremely difficult choices uh, of late. And I received a text from someone telling me that uh, of the difficulties that he is having. And guess what I said? Yep, you guessed it. I said, you think you have it bad? You don't. And I proceeded to spout out all the stuff that Lori and I were talking about. BMW. Bad move, Waldo. Um, and while I was getting the show together and, 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 and everything, I texted him and I apologized and I asked him for forgiveness for the saying the things I did, because I, I don't think it was right that I, that I said those things. It was, it was wrong. Now I'm not attacking anyone who has used this phraseology. Okay. Uh, that others have it worse than you. Uh, <clears throat> I know people mean well, and, um, uh, and, I, and they want to ease the pain of other, others by pointing out that they don't have it so bad. But, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it becomes, there, there are difficulties all the way around. And boy, I'll tell you what I, I, I changed. <laughs> uh, talk about changes. I was going to do this entire show talking about difficulties and bringing out th- uh, things in, in other people's lives and what they're going through. Um. And the reason I was doing that is to make you, my listener, realize that there are others worse off than you. So here I, here I am, <clears throat> prepared to do something as guilty as, uh, as, as I was saying before, that uh, we shouldn't be, you know, saying those things. And here I was trying to encourage you by showing how bad other people have it. <laughs> That's just wrong. So let me, dopey moi I am. So let me say this. Um, if you are going through a difficult time, and I know that there's not one of you out there that's not. You have something that's bothering you. 
You know, my my I had to put my dog down about a month ago. We we we're looking at a bunch of situations here, financially, emotionally, spiritually that are, that are that are compounding us all the way around. The only thing we could do is look to the Lord, but it's good to have someone to talk to. If you need someone to talk to, if you have no one, please reach out to me at the truth must be told 93 at gmail.com. I'll be glad to listen to you. The truth must be told 93 at gmail.com. <clears throat> if you're on Facebook, you can uh, you can find me there uh, and uh, instant message me, whatever they call it on um, on Facebook. And you can, you know, send me a private message. And uh, again, you can reach me at the truth must be told 93 at gmail.com. And if you, if you, um, <clears throat> you know, you write to me, I promise you, I will not spam you. I do not have a bunch of people here sitting waiting for juicy emails to come in so we could spam you. Uh, we're not going to beg you for money. We're not going to do anything like that. We just want you to have um, someone here that you can talk to. If we need to talk face to face, we could set up a Zoom meeting. Uh, I promise you I won't record it. Uh, just just if there's a need, if there's a need, I am here for you. Okay, you can come cry on my shoulder. I'll be glad to listen. Um, but you know, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a natural thing for us to help others. It's in our structure. It's in our nature. Now, you may say, well, some people don't seem like they want to help. Yeah, I think they do want to help. They're just afraid of commitment or doing the wrong thing, or saying the wrong thing. All right, that, I think that's what the problem is. I think when, when someone says, oh, are they going to ask me for money? Or, uh, or are they going to, uh, excuse me, are they going to do this or do that? Uh, you know, or, or maybe I don't have what he needs. Uh, I mean, he's asking for money, but I can't help him. Look, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But um, I think that's what the problem is. I think people are just scared. They're just afraid to say what's on their heart and to tell them and to tell people, um, you know, well, I can help you or I could do this or I could do that. <clears throat> All right, so uh, let's, let's read together from the Word of God. I'm going to be going to Acts chapter 4, uh, verses 32 through 37, and it says this, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold the field he owned and brought the, <clears throat> and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Now, um, would to God that we would see the church in action like that today. Because we see in the book of Acts here that the church shared everything so that no one was in want. Remember, during this time was a very difficult time for, the, for these people that were under Roman occupation. Um, they're newly saved Christians, and they're, they're not understanding that some of them may have been cast out by their families. Uh, once you, um, once you um, denounce your Judaism, they actually hold a funeral for you. Family does. They, they, you died. You're dead to them. 
So there was a lot of difficult times going on. And of course, there was always poor and poverty and things like that. And there's so many times we see uh, in the book of Acts how the apostles ministered to those folks. But here's a very powerful, here's a very, very powerful thing. The church got together, shared their belongings so that no one was in want. If someone they saw someone needed a coat, they got them one. Or they, they gave the money to the apostles and the apostles distributed it so that these people can get their, their needs met. What would it be like today if we were to do something like that? Wouldn't that put into practice what Jesus said by the love you show to one another, they will see you're my disciples? Yeah, there are those that are going to take advantage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but is that really what God tells us, to, to weed out the ones that are taking advantage? No, he says to give and to help out. So when you see a brother or sister at difficult times, you need to reach out to them. Now, um, many years back, there was this uh, songwriter named Don Francisco, and he wrote this song. I wish I could play it for you. It's called Steeple Song. But listen to the words of this. I don't care how many buses you own or the size of your sanctuary. It doesn't matter how steep your steeple is if it's sitting on a cemetery. I don't care if you pave your parking lot or put pads upon your pews. What good is a picture-perfect stage if you're missing all the cues? I don't care if your pastor is super-powered and your program's always new. What you need is love and truth, and men are going to come to you. It doesn't matter if you know the Bible, if it's all just in your head. But the thing I need to ask you is, have you done the things I said? Do you love your wife? For her and for your children, are you laying down your life? What about the others? Are you living as a servant to your sisters and your brothers? Do you make the poor man beg you for a bone? Do the widow and the orphan cry alone? I don't care if you pray for miracles. I don't care if you speak with tongues. I don't care if you said you loved me in every song you sung. It doesn't matter if your sacrifice of praise is loud enough to raise the dead. The thing I need to ask you is have you done the things I said? Lord, we were your prisoner, but we did not... Lord, when were you in prison and we did not come to you? When was it that we saw you sick that we didn't follow through? Every time you turned your head and pretended not to see, when you did it not to the least of these, you did it not to me. Let that sink in with you. And we're going to take a break. And we will be right back. Hey, truth must be told, listeners. In this crazy, topsy-turvy world, you need to be prepared for what lies ahead, not just spiritually, but physically as well. Are you stocked up on food, water, weapons, and ammo? 
That's good. But one of the areas that you should be prepared for is a medical emergency in your home, on the road, while you're out camping, or wherever you may be. And it's not if it happens, but when it happens. I spent 10 years as an EMT, and I can tell you, you never know when you're going to run across a need for medical supplies. Let me tell you about Dark Angel Medical. Dark Angel Medical is a veteran-owned and operated business with a passion for informing, educating, and equipping everyone in all aspects of everyday trauma care so that you are a by-doer and not a bystander when bad things happen. They are staffed with instructors from different branches of the service, and they provide their students with the information necessary to make a difference in a life-or-death situation. From customer service, product assembly, order fulfillment to instructors, their goal is simple. They want you to have what you need in a time-is-life scenario. Dark Angel Medical supplies kits to the U.S. military, federal law enforcement, local law enforcement, and civilians. They have a variety of kits which you can own too. And if you use one of their kits to save a life, let them know. They will gladly replace the components used at no charge. So visit DarkAngelMedical.com and check out the amazing kits that they offer. That's DarkAngelMedical.com. DarkAngelMedical.com. Thank you. Welcome back. Um, glad you were back with us for the second half. <clears throat> that was an advertisement for Dark Angel Medical. Definitely check them out. Uh, good folks over there. Kerry uh, uh, Pocketock Davis, very, very great guy. Okay, so uh, we are in a very confusing time here on Earth. And I'm <clears throat> sorry to say this, but it's only going to get worse. I wish I had good news for you, but I do not see it getting better. You know, it doesn't matter who's in office. What matters is that God is on the throne. And he's soon going to pour out judgment upon this earth. Now, there are many preachers out there that are talking about the end times. The Bible tells us that we will begin to see the signs of the times amplify as the end grows closer. Um, you know, Jesus told us that the end times would be like the birth pains of a woman in labor. As the time of birth gets closer, those pains get closer together and more painful. And that is what we are seeing today. The signs of the times are increasingly increasing rapidly and more with more intensity than before. Excuse me. So um, listen, as we see the uh, these days approaching, the day approaching us, let us one, let us not lose heart. Jesus will not allow us to suffer through the great tribulation. Now we are his bride. And we have been promised deliverance from God. Over and over in Scripture again, it tells us that we are, we are not set aside for wrath, the wrath. The wrath is God's time during the Great Tribulation. We are not going through the Great Tribulation. I do not see that in Scripture. If I'm wrong, then so be it. But I do not see that in Scripture. Uh, I, I, I see the church being removed beforehand. So we need to... In, we need to uh, the second thing we need to do is to help one another. We need to encourage one another with the scriptures. We need to encourage each other and tell us, tell each other, look, the time is coming. I hear much talk about a great revival that's going to take place before the end time. I don't see that in scripture. For those of you who do say that, please, uh, I want you to email me and show me where that is in scripture. I don't see it there. What I see is a great falling away. 
I see a great apostasy. Before the time, before the end time comes, there'll be a great falling away. That's what I see. I see the church being removed, but I see a great falling away, a great time of apostasy when in these end times, people will turn from the truth and, and they will begin to follow teachers with itching ears, you know, that'll satisfy their itching ears. They'll gather unto themselves teachers that will tickle their itching ears. So maybe you're being, your ears are being tickled by preachers or, or some sort of assumption. But again, I don't see it in Scripture. So if you could please elaborate for me on that, I would be glad to look it over with you, and I'll, we could discuss it on air. Well, I'll discuss it on air, but, you know, give me the Scriptures that you're thinking about. Please write it in. Write it in and tell me those things. Um, but we need to encourage each other with the Scriptures. We need to encourage each other with servanthood. Help out your brother or sister in the Lord. You know, um, remember, we give to the household of faith first, then to the world, okay? But, you know, as those Christians in the book of Acts, which we were, we were looking at, those Christians, they even sold some of their property and put that money at the apostles' feet to distribute the funds as was needed. Okay, I, I, I'm telling you that those things, I, what, what would it be like if that happened today? You know, so do what you can, all right? If you can give money, that's fine. But if, if not, how about time? Help a neighbor out in need. I've talked about this before. You're at the grocery store, you're thinking of somebody in your church you haven't seen for a while. Why don't you pick something up for them? Maybe the Lord will lead you to pick up some groceries for them, even some basic staples, you know, um, when I say staples for you young people, I'm not talking about things that you put paper together with, okay? Canned goods, uh, non-perishable items, you know, buy them some rolls of toilet paper, something. Uh, and, and drop it off at their house. Bring them a meal. You know, you know older Christians that are shut in and can't get out and do things? Then why don't you help them out? Bring them a meal. That would, that would be a, a, a huge thing. You know, would be even a better thing, even a much better thing. Pick up your phone and give them a call. Do you know how many people long to talk to others and reach out to others? It's so important. Just pick up the phone. And in, in, in today's society, there's no reason why we can't pick up a phone and call somebody. At the least, text them. At the least, text them. And say, hey, I'm thinking about you, praying for you. How are things going? Do you need prayer? <coughs> Excuse me. You know, if you can, if you can, you know, if there's ways you can meet their needs, physic, then do it. Just saying somebody that you see in need, oh, uh, oh, well, I'll be praying for you. God bless you and go in peace. That is not fulfilling what Christ wants from us. That's not putting your faith into actions. This is what the Bible talks about. You say you have faith. I will show you my faith by my works. Not that the works save you or bring your faith, but it, 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 it shows the fruits. It's the fruit of your faith. It's what you put into action that shows what your faith stands for. So, Start putting that into action. You know, help each other out. These are difficult times. 
and it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse, and you're going to need the, a support team around you. Get to know those Christians that maybe can't get to church for whatever reason. Maybe they don't have a, a, a car to get to church. Maybe you can pick them up. Maybe you can arrange for one of the local bus uh, ministries in your church to, to, to go pick them up. Maybe you can, um, uh, maybe you can help arrange a ride. Maybe you can get them to the doctor. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do to help them out, not let them sit alone thinking no one cares. Also, we can pray. Pray like you've never prayed before. People out there are lost without Jesus, and they need to hear the gospel. You know, I wish that we as Christians would have enough enthusiasm to share Christ, uh, like more more than Limu Emu and Doug, who want to get around and tell everybody how much money they can save by switching to uh, to Liberty Mutual. Listen, what? Why aren't we out there talking to people on park benches? going up to strangers and telling them about Jesus. Stuff like that, watching it like Limu Limu, is a mockery of what Christians should be doing. We, sh- we need to be out there. We need to be spreading the gospel. You may not be called to be an evangelist or a street preacher. It may not be your calling, and it doesn't have to be. But you could share Jesus with your neighbors, with your family, with your friends, Right? You could tell them about the love of God. Warn them about the rapture that's coming and the time that's coming that, that uh, will warn them about the great tribulation and how they can miss it by accepting Christ. And when he takes his church, it's going to be a lot better. So pray about that. Pray about what you could be doing. Because there's so much out there. Like I said, you know, you don't have to sell your property and share it with the church. I'm sure the church would appreciate it. But make sure you're, whatever you do, the Bible says whatever you do in word or deed, do it all to the glory of God. Is the Father pleased with what you do? Are you letting, uh, you hear of somebody that's in need, Physical need, financial need. You may not be able to meet their financial need. And some people just are are doing stupid things. That happens. I'm included. I do stupid things. But wouldn't it be great to say, look, I'm going to help you. And, you know, here's what we can do together. All right, I can't help you with money, but I can, you know, maybe I can, I can help cut your grass. I'll come and cut your grass. I'll come and uh, um, I'll come and do this for you, or I'll do that for you. And it, you're showing the world that you're a Christian because you are helping others. I'm not trying to guilt trip you into this. I'm just telling you what the scripture says. It, you know, maybe we should start thinking about. Helping each other. This this time, everybody goes through difficult times. Everybody does. Everybody does. Plans are laid and, and set to go, and then they fall through. And here you are 
with mud on your face thinking, now what's going to happen? We made plans to do this. Now we can't. Could be tragedy that has, has come in, financial loss where you thought you were going to have some extra money and it didn't show up or whatever. But uh, you need to think about these things and think about you know what, what you can do. And remember, don't say to somebody, well, there's always people worse off than you. Don't say that. Say, listen, I'm here. I'm here. I don't understand fully what you're going through, and I wish I had words that I could share with you to make you feel better, but I don't. So here, I'm, here's my ear. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to what you have to say. You can cry on my shoulder. And, and that would be such a great thing for someone who needs it. If you need prayer, you can go to the truth must be told 93 at gmail.com. The truth must be told 93 at gmail.com. Write to me and let me know that you need prayer. If you, you want to talk about something, whatever you need. And uh, I'm going to say goodnight for now. And we'll see you on Tuesday, God willing, on the truth must be told. Have yourself a pleasant weekend in the Lord. God bless. 